When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Writer's Room, where funny writers who sit in funny rooms and write funny words for other people finally get to talk. Here's your host, me, Jeff Cesario. My guest on the Writer's Room, uh, the amazing and hilarious Frank Conniff, uh, the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 gig propels you then mm-hmm. uh, into... Um, a career as, as a comedy writer, which was a dream since you sat there and watched the Dick Van Dyke show. Exactly. How's yeah. this, w- what compels you to go, I'm going to take the step from this. Yeah. And it I had mean, to be I, hard I, because as you mentioned, MST3K, not a, not a typical writing situation. I remember no. uh, I got into the Larry Sanders room mm-hmm. for a year. And, and even then I knew, oh, this is not going to help me <laughs> in other sitcoms. <laughs> this is going to be an absolute blast. And I am going to learn how to write uh-huh. and write really well. Mm-hmm. But if I got to go to a network sitcom, I'm going to have to start at square one. I, I right, won't right. have yeah. those. So, so you're moving from a similar situation out here. Did you move directly to Los Angeles? Yeah, I moved in, I think, in 95. I, I had done, like, five seasons on Mystery Science Theater. Um, and um, I just decided um, that I was going to take that step and go out and, and, and to L.A. and see if I was capable of writing for other things and uh, working on other shows and um, different kinds of shows, which would be any show that isn't Mystery Science Theater would be a different kind of show. Um, <laughs> And, and, uh, um, but it's funny now when I look back on it, it it seems like such an impetuous uh, act of youth that I would leave a job. I don't think I'd ever do that now, you know, (laughs) but, but I did it back then. Um, And, and I went out um, and then for a year, you know, it was like the rude awakening that everybody has when they go, I don't know if everybody, but a lot of people have when they go, they Oh, hey, they they haven't rolled out the red carpet for me. They aren't that excited that I'm here, you know. Uh uh you know, so I went about a year without without working. Um and then fi- and then I I I like I I I got hired to write an animated thing for Disney and then and then I got hired on uh, Sabrina and the Teenage Witch, uh, you know. Now, is that was that Invader Zim or was that a different No, Invader Zim came a few after. No, the animated thing was was uh was a thing called uh Twisted Fairy Tales, I think it was called and it, it was made uh they made like I think three like funny fairy tale kind of things and um, that they never re- released. So, oh, but, at wow. least, but, but I got the, and the script that I wrote for it was like a good sample too. So. Um, oh, that's cool. When you can yeah. combine uh, an actual gig with all, and also produce a writing sample uh-huh. that will, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually yeah. you just have to toil away in a 
on air conditioned room to get the uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly get the writer sample. So, a how do you get the the Disney animated gig? Is that through an agent, through friends? Yeah, and my, my I had a manager at the time, and and uh, how'd you get how'd you get the, the manager? Oh, I actually met her. She was friends with mutual friends of mine, and I I, I met her through them just socially. And then she said she, you know, if I came out to L.A., she'd met it. And that that actually, I think, partly motivated me to move to L.A., that I had a manager when I was, right. you know, out there. Um, so, um, although most of the jobs I got in L.A. Were, were through what we were just talking about, like friends, people, like yeah. stuff, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But... Uh, so yeah, I did the Disney thing and then and then I got uh fall of uh uh 1996 I got I got hired to work on Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh as a staff job which which was very exciting. And and that was also a point in when when you know sitcoms were so huge back then. Every person I knew was working on, was on a sitcom staff back then. <laughs> you know, it was it was hard not to get a staff writing Sitcom. So when you get this job, is there a part of you that thinks this is kind of a Friday night family show? What am I doing here? Or are you looking at this as this is just Candyland? This is this is a chance to write. This is beautiful. Yeah, I I mainly felt felt that way. And I didn't mind that it would because I I wasn't, you know, although I admired uh, you know, uh, a lot like sitcoms, like Friends and stuff. Uh, but but I wasn't like in really into them. You know, I uh-huh. admired the work that went into them, but it, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my goal necessarily to write on um like stuff like that. You know, at, at, you know, or, or Seinfeld. As good as stuff like that was, like I, I wasn't. I just you know, wanted to, uh, I, I felt like Sabrina was kind of fit into my whole thing. Cause it was, cause I, I was working in like kind of a sci-fi comedy thing. And then right. Sabrina was fantasy. It came from a comic book, you know, it, 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 it actually just felt right to me when I, when I worked there. That is pretty cool. I don't know as if a lot of other writers on the, on that staff may have had the same path. <laughs> Or, or feeling, but but yeah, you're right. You've always had a real pull towards sci-fi. Yeah, uh, or more like you know where you can do stuff that's kind of surrealistic, maybe or right, right. Well, that's where your conceptual muscle may have landed yeah, exactly to exactly. live. You know, uh, that's pretty cool. What are you doing on Sabrina? How do they start? Where do they start you? Are you writing scripts right away? What do you do? Well, I, I they started me in the uh, in the writing room. Uh, I was a, a story editor was my was my title, um, and uh, I just came in and kept my ears open and you know listened to to breaking stories and contributed where I, where I can, I was, I was contributing jokes like right away, you know, uh, and stuff that got into the show and, and story stuff. Um, as you know, you know, it's it, the breaking the story. That's the hard part, you know, yeah. of, of writing on a, a, a scripted um, narrative show. And, and, and so that's where I think I was just trying to learn what I could 
and contribute where I could, but I never considered myself any kind of master of, of, of those things. And I still don't to this day, you know, anytime I'm, I'm writing a, a book or a script, I'm, I always feel like, you know, it's, it's a mysterious process and, and, and just, just by doing it, it somehow comes out, but I don't have any like specific things that I feel like I know, you know what I mean? Right. I do. They've quantified it Uh sort of scientifically to an extent, uh, you know, story structure. Yeah. And there is some real value to studying that and reading up on it and everything. And yet then when I, I write it, still just becomes oh god here we go (laughs) it's it's a you know the creative process it's it's mysterious and and it's um and you know every you know my thought is just dive in and put in the work and 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 it'll all take care of itself you know Um, yeah but it might not necessarily take care of itself um, in the way you want. And, you know, the thing I always think about is that every writer, every musician, um, uh, you know, every filmmaker who I love has put out stuff that I don't love. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's, it's even with all of their great talent, you know, the guy that made that great movie also made this movie that that I don't really care for, but, but they probably put just as much, uh, you know, Woody Allen is like the great example of that, you know, who made so many great movies and then other ones that are just just not that great. But 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 I feel like he he put the same effort into all of them, you know. Right. And certainly the same the same uh, creative process in terms of right. writing. You know, that process was was the same, essentially the same uh-huh. on all of that, whether it's Preston Sturges or, yeah. or, or Woody or, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, any of these, any of these writers. Right. Right. It's the same process. And yeah, you're right. Sometimes it just doesn't come out. And and then to me, that's just the mystery of, of it, you know? And, yeah. And, and, but, but, but I think if you write something, if it turns out great or if it doesn't turn out the way you hoped it would, uh, you still have the experience of having done it. And that's either way, that's an incredibly valuable experience. So you're coming off, you're in the room with Sabrina. How long are you there? I was there for four seasons. Four seasons is a good run. And that show kind of developed this um, kind of a hipster uh, following, in a sense. Mm -hmm. I think because it was really well written Mm -hmm. and because the network kind of just considered it Friday night fair. They may have known what they had, but mm-hmm. they may also just have gone, okay, it's a cute comic book thing, blah, 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 throw yeah. out Friday. Meantime, that room is kind of beginning to carve out a niche uh-huh. with this show, with this character. It's not just a dopey show. It has right substance, and it certainly has a comedic value that I think people found unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, people to this day are still watching it. It's, it's, it's still, uh, it's, it's never left the air ever. Um, wow. You know, it's um, impressive. Still getting checks, which I know that's an old fashioned concept for a writer to be getting residual checks, but, uh, 
<laughs> it's still happening for me with Sabrina. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, it was, you know, it was a delightful show. And it, it, it was also though, as opposed to mystery science theater, it wasn't a case where my sensibility would just always get into the show, no matter what it was other people's sensibilities, maybe a little different from mine. And, and I contributed where I could, but, that was a learning experience too, just to be um, part of a whole different system. That had to require some adaptive muscles that yeah, it did. eluded me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have those, uh-huh. but you were able to kind of sit back and go, okay, I get it. They're contributing. They're contributing. It's not something that I might think of instinctively. But it's happening, and I can right. contribute. And also, to it. if I come up with an obscure reference, it's probably not going to get in the show, as opposed to mystery science theater. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's uh, another parallel we have. That was also a requirement to uh, to write for Dennis Miller Live. Yeah, for Dennis Miller, absolutely. You yeah. know, the more obscure I could come uh-huh. up with, uh-huh. if I could pull Frenchie Fuqua out of my ass, Dennis was <laughs> on the floor, and it made it into the show. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so now you've got a joke writing muscle from mystery from five years on mystery science theater, which is essentially, you know, jab, jab, punch. Right. And now you're getting story muscles built in from Sabrina, the teenage witch. You move into gigs that are, that are punch up Drew Carey show, things like that. Right. That are such an integral part of the writer's room. And uh-huh. we haven't touched on them yet on the show. I'm dying to hear, A, how you get the Drew Carey gig, and B, how you slide into that role. Well, the, the Drew Carey gig was a perfect example of what I was talking about, knowing someone. Um, I, I worked on Sabrina with uh, Holly Hester, a really talented um, writer who became a great friend of mine. And um, and she ended up... Uh, um, running the Drew Carey show, I think for one season. And that was the season that I worked on it. And she brought me in. Um, uh, it was one of those sweet consulting producer gigs, you know, two days a week um, and for good money. And, uh, you know, so that's how I got in there. And, and, and be, but the thing is, because it was only two days a week and there were like, there were great people on that staff too, you know, and great talent in every department on that show. Um, but uh, since I was only there two days a week, like I, I never really felt that connected to it. I mean, for instance, like I was never at a table read at, you know, I, I, I wasn't there on table read days. Wow. I, I was there for, for two days um, when they were going over the script and, I would contribute what I could, you know, but, but, and and that was also the classic sitcom experience, writing experience of like a gigantic staff, like, you know, 15, 17 people uh, just around a big table. And, uh, you know, Sabrina's staff was relatively small, seven, I think, or, uh, and, and uh, Mystery Science Theater was seven or eight. It never went above eight, I don't think. Right, right. But Drew Carey, you know, was one of those show those '90s sitcoms that they just yeah. had the budget to bring in 
everybody. You know? Yeah, it was like Detroit in the heyday. Yeah. It was, it was and, literally a factory. I did one punch up for uh, a friend named John Regi, who oh sure known from stand up and then from the Larry Sanders show, and um, I just remember going into the room. And I learned a lot just in the one day. I didn't get a lot more jobs like that. But I remember it was there's punch up early in the week. If you're taping, say, on a Friday, uh-huh. punch up on Monday or Tuesday, if you even get to it, is is sort of a different beast. Right. Punch up on Thursday night is we need jokes. Right. They better be funny. And I was out sort of a Thursday night guy. And I remember somebody on the staff because it was around it that was the whole staff. And then I came in just to throw, just to mm. throw heat. Um uh, and I remember getting laughs, and then I remember it would settle down, and then eventually somebody would say, I'm not sure that character would say that. Uh-huh. And I understand that now. Right. And I, I understood it then as that that's better for a Monday comment. It's Thursday night, man. <laughs> you just need you need to get a laugh at this exactly at this point. Did well, you find that? Were your two days separated, or were they right next to each other? They were right next to each other, and uh, and I wasn't I wasn't there for taping night either. You know, I I was uh, just there during uh, during that process. You know, and and are you pitching to staff? Yeah, I'm pitching to uh, to um, yeah, Holly, who was the showrunner, and then um, you know there were other people. Dan O'Keefe was a great writer. He he was there, and and other people who were like higher up in the higher, and and also uh, it was uh, Sam Simon was there, so that, wow. that was very exciting, legendary. And, yeah, uh, and Jerry Belson, you know, which was which was a thrill. Um, but uh, there, but but you reminded me of something though on on shows. Uh, I feel like on on Hollywood sitcom types of thing there's always there's always one at least one writer who that's all they know how to do is say ah, i don't think the character would say that uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't you, you know just to shit on everything and yeah. that's that's their skill is like nah, I you know what i know i don't think that would you know whereas i think you and i more come from the school if it, if it feels funny if it feels right just go for it you know. Right. Just just give the actor a shot at it, at least, yeah. and see what happens. So you're able to sort of parlay that into other similar gigs mm-hmm. and then and then other staff gigs. How, how does how does your career match up to what you thought it would be in your head? Oh, well, I mean, in my head, I of course, I was had delusions of grandeur in terms of dreaming about my career uh you know of like i well well, you know just like when i lived in in la i you know it was there was this idea in my head that if i keep working on shows like eventually i'll get to create my own show and and be the and be the showrunner myself you know that that never happened um so uh so my my but my then my my career trajectory just went on its own weird and and you know this might be a fault of mine in terms of like planning a career or or building a career is that i was always just uh you know like i talked to you about the um uh 
the luck of being in Minneapolis when Mystery Science Theater happened, you know, the serendipity of that. Right. You know, so I always was kind of like, I'll just follow where it goes. I'll just see right. where it goes. I'll just see what comes my way and I'll just follow and I'll just go down that path and, and see what comes of it. So, you know, uh, so right after Sabrina, before I did Drew Carey's show, I ended up working on Invader Zim at uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, and, you know, there was, a, I think, a sense of some sitcom writers that you don't go from sitcoms to animation, you know. The, uh, but I never had that because I love animation. So right, right. That wasn't the way I thought about it. But, you know, so I went from there to Invader Zim. And then after Drew Carey, um, I did a, a show with Liz Winstead on the Oxygen Network called O to B, which was which was only on for six episodes and um, was uh, was was trying to do what the daily show did for news for daytime shows. It was a parody of date. It was a really one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of, but it was, it was only on for six episodes. And and, uh, so I did that. And then speaking of Liz, she ended up becoming uh, the uh, uh, creative director at air America radio. If anybody remembers that probably not, but, (laughs) but so she asked if I wanted to work there. And so then I just found myself working in radio, you know, which I, I wasn't expecting to do. And I did that uh, for a year. And then I, I came back to L.A. And, and I think I worked on the Tom Green show for a while. You know, I, I, it was just all these different, not just different shows, but different genres of shows, you know, right. different types of shows. There's um, such a beauty to that um, uh, that I think. um is lost on people who feel they have to find a track and construct a career inside that track. Uh, Uh, You mentioned that you had a great analogy earlier to it felt less like comedy and more like we were in a band. Right. It's kind of that mentality Uh uh, laid on a comedy writing career. Mm-hmm. Where you just go, well, hang on, this looks phenomenal. I yeah. remember HBO at one point asked me to, to, this is actually a dumb but funny tangent, uh, asked me after, um, after Dennis Miller and then Larry Sanders, they said, Hey, why don't we keep you around? You can, um, you want to produce this animation show? I went, Yeah, sounds like a blast. And mm-hmm. it was such a great idea. It was, um, you know, like five animators per week would mm-hmm. do the one thing they've always wanted to do at four wow. minutes. Uh-huh. And it was such a great idea. And and I was exec producing. So, you know, I got to relearn about people who did, didn't care about anybody else's opinion because animators don't give a crap. You know, they, don't. they got an idea for this thing and they're drawing it and they're writing it. And that's that. Uh, uh, and I just remember we finally wrestled it to the ground. I finally got a little compromise out of one guy. So it didn't overlap with what this person was doing. And, and the, the, the subjects were different. So it was, you know, really good and then i walked up to uh the offices were in century city and uh i walked up to the office one day and we were ready to hit we were, we were gonna air the next week 
Uh-huh. And the HBO animation division was shut down, locked, uh-huh. gone. <laughs> I, I mean, nobody had called me or anything. I literally walked up to the office to work on this show that was premiering the following week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was shit was unplugged from the walls and it was just broken Ikea furniture. Everything was gone. <laughs> That's showbiz. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a beauty to letting it kind of take you where you're going and then you return anyway to a strength with which maybe ultimately the universe saying this is your show that you get to create and run which is uh cartoon dump and cinematic titanic and right right the mads oh yeah clearly well, a muscle all grown from mst3k yeah and and it's it's been Talk about luck. I mean, I've been so lucky the last few years because I've I've really been able to make my living with basically uh, DIY, do-it-yourself uh, types of stuff put up on the internet, whether it's um, uh, the, the monthly show that Trace, you and I do, um, where we, we the Mads are back, where we, we riff a movie every month, you know, and then I, I, I publish, I write and publish my own books, you know, and um uh and and so i'm i'm kind of uh you know uh i've kind of been washed up as a tv writer for a while but i've been so lucky i mean like, let's say <laughs> i said when the strike happened they're asking me to head up the com- the committee of washed up writers who haven't worked <laughs> in 10 years oh you know? that's going to be a really big a really, <laughs> really big contingent. It's an honor to be asked to head it. I'll be right behind you on that picket line. <laughs> but uh, you know, but the, but but lately, I've just had a v- very lucky run of 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 doing what I want to do creatively, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. You know, that's pretty impressive. We're, we got to wrap up. Where can we see you? Because I know you do hit the road with the. Uh, well, not not a lot. I I. I uh, I mainly do spots around uh, New York as a stand-up. Uh, Josh and I, Josh Weinstein and I, did a co-headlining gig at Acme Comedy Club. Oh, what a great room to yeah, do that! In. Greatest club in the world, yeah. and we had a great time. And Lewis Lee, the owner, uh, is going to have us back, so that's going to be like an annual thing. Oh, that's um, great! But uh, I would love to. To and, and Trace and I were were um, before we started doing our online shows. We were out on the road um, doing like Alamo draft houses and movie theaters and 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 great gigs. Uh, but the pandemic shut that yeah. all down, and um, uh, now it's impossible to get Trace to leave his house. So I oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't leave mine. That I go for a walk every day, but that's about it. <laughs> that's but, about uh, it. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, going to encourage you uh, uh, to get back out there, but not just as a stand-up, but also with the cinematic Titanic. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. We, I'm hoping Trace and I'll will uh, eventually get out and and do more live gigs. Uh, um, because we actually have a bigger following now as a result of our digital shows. So, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, you've grown. Yeah. See, there's people who want to see it. And there is, again, another musical comparison. There's nothing like it live. Uh, uh, exactly. you know, oh, yeah. The, for us, especially because the laughter. Uh, oh, yeah. It's jet fuel. Makes it, makes it happen. 
That's awesome. Uh, Frank Conniff, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we just scratched the surface. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again, or maybe Anytime. I'll get you and Josh on it. And, uh, Oh, that would be great. I yeah. would love that. And, uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk bad gigs. That's always a fun <laughs> Frank, That's thanks so much be for coming show. on. But uh, thanks, thanks, thanks so much. I, I, I love doing this. It was so much fun. Thank you. You got it.